Hello, my name is Cecilia and I'm from Tanzania and this is my first podcast. So basically what I'm going to talk about is self-deprecation. Self-deprecation is basically having low esteem and hating oneself. So you find flaws and you find faults with yourself. And this is something that is common to everyone, even those who are smart, those with good shape and good body. Um, it happens to everyone at some point in their life. And I was among one of those people who had self-deprecation since I was young. Although at that time I, had, I didn't know the word self-deprecation. I struggled with the identity and the definition and the title. But all I knew is I didn't like who I was. I didn't like my body. I didn't like how I was, where I was. I didn't appreciate life around me. It felt like everything was wrong. And I was a pariah. I was a misfit. And that's one of the biggest problems you could ever feel in life. Where you're in a place where you don't really belong. And what made me change my life and love myself? It was a step and a journey. It wasn't something that came from a one-day time or one-day thing, no. Um, I started loving myself in 2016 when I met God. When I met God. And when I met God, He showed me who I really was. He built me up because I was so broken. I was in a point of no return. I suffered from anxiety. I had suicidal attempts. I had depression. I had PTSD of the things I was going through. And I also had par- I was paranoid. I was going through so many things. At that point, I was crumbling down. And it felt like the world was filled with so many atrocities. And uh, so many atro- atrocities were happening. And it felt like... There was no humanity and I was at a point where although I had family, I had friends, I had colleagues, I had cohorts, I I had um, an amazing group of people around me but I felt like I wasn't heard or no one could point it out because I grew up in a culture where even though you're sick, even though you're going through something, you go outside and you put a smile on your face so you don't really show exactly what's happening inside. And you don't tell everyone your things because you never know who can hear it and who is going to know about it and how it's going to be spread around. And mental health back then, even still now, is not really prevalent in our communities. But I was grateful that my parents, being medical practitioners, I was introduced to the whole psychology and psychiatry realm. And it did help in some way. The antidepressant pills did help me because I took them for a long time. But the thing is, without them, it still took me to a place where I couldn't, I couldn't surface in a side place where I couldn't function. So back to 2016 when I met God. Um, I remember when I met God at that time, I was really, 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 really fat to a point where. I looked like, um, you know, when you're making a dough and you put yeast and that's how it fumbles, yeah? So that's how I looked. I was really fat and I was to a point where it felt like I was stung by a bee. That's how fat I was. Like, I was just, it was lumpy throughout. And then God 
took me from a, a place of misery to a place where there was hope, peace, tranquility. Um, and I became this formidable person. And he replenished my life. He replenished everything. And my body and was rejuvenated in a way that I cannot explain. Because this is something of the spiritual world. I had this eternal peace that I cannot understand till today. The magnitude is overwhelming. Um, I was, I was really happy and I'm still happy. And that is my story. So if anyone out there is going through something, just know there is God. And I'm not saying this just like because other people are saying it. I'm saying it because I live and I te I'm testifying that there is God. Hello, I'm back again. It's me, Cecilia, and today I'm going to be talking about phobias. Phobias are not really common in African societies, and they're common in most other continents of the world. Uh, growing up, I had no phobias. I didn't even know the word phobia, despite growing, um, going to an international school, but there was nothing like a word called phobia. I started knowing the word phobia grew up um, back when I was in high school. And by then I really had no phobias, you know. I was good with everything. And sometimes I feel like we all have phobias, we just don't know how to put the identity of the phobia. We don't even know if it is a phobia, we think we're just scared of something. So I remember back then when I was in my university level, back in Turkey um, I was in a certain city and I was crossing I was crossing the bridge so basically in Turkey most of the roads you can't really cross through so you, there's no intersection so you have to have you have to look for a bridge to cross over to the other side it's not like back in Tanzania where you can just cross over and that's hard because if you're driving then you need to go you need to drive a longer distance and look for it a roundabout so that you can go to the other side so i remember it was at night and i was coming from a mall and i was really high spirited because you know retail therapy is the best thing for every girl out there and boys also nowadays so i had it was on it was a winter season and i had bought what i wanted to buy that back then and I was crossing on the other side so I could take the bus back home and this bridge usually have lights in the evening so that you can see where you're walking so I remember the lights were on and it had this uh, the fluorescent was the light was white and it was really bright and I was crossing and I was really happy and I was alone when I was crossing there were also other passengers crossing but the thing is there was a truck that was coming and there were a lot of cars rushing because the light was green so the truck had this noise you know had this sound and the cars were like beeping and rushing and i was looking down for a moment i went numb and then i just had this panic attack you get it i started trembling and i remember i was standing in the middle of the bridge and i couldn't move forward i couldn't go back i was so nervous you get it 
I was so nervous to a point where I felt like I couldn't feel my knees. I couldn't feel my feet. All I could feel was waist upwards. Um, I actually never told anyone how my phobia started. I just said at a certain age, a certain time, I just started having phobias. So this is the real reason how I developed the height phobia. So this procedure, so I thought it was just a one moment thing, but it came to a point that I don't cross bridges. I had to, for me to cross a bridge, I had to hold someone's hand. So I usually look for strangers and ask them, can you please help me? And because I can speak Turkish, so it was easy for me to convey the language. Some residents were nice, some were not. And the problem I had is because Turkish is an Islamic country, so men and women sing together is sort of like a problem. It needs to be someone that is a really a friend, a confidant, or an acquaintance, or it has to be someone you're dating. And they do take offense at that. It's religion-based. So I usually would have to look for youth around my age who would actually be willing to take me and make me cross <laughs> to the other side. I know it was, it seemed kind of childish but for me that was the only way I could actually move around and it became a problem because everywhere I used to go for me to cross if there was a bridge that was the option or I had to go to places where I need, didn't really have to cross but I needed to maybe go under and this was a problem in any country that I went to and it progressed to a point that even traveling back and forth home and traveling outside Tanzania and going to other countries when the plane takes off my phobia was like war when the plane lands it was war but i was okay when i was in um in, uh, when i was uh, up in the sky because i don't know the i know the height but i don't really necessarily know the height you get it but it's the takeoff and the landing and anything with height it was a problem i remember there were times when Oh, there was also this place in China where I was crossing. Oh, so, you know, China, the cities are really big and they really, really, really huge. So I would, there was a, the city that I am in, which is Wuhan, which is where the COVID-19 started. Um, there is like a, there is like a river, if not a lake that separates um two sides of wuhan and you need to cross it and the bridge to cross it is a bridge there's nothing like a sub so i remember whenever i used to go to the other side uh and i'll go with taxi with my friends i would pin my head down between my knees and i would scream and i would hold them and they would be teasing me but i was so nervous i felt like everything was sinking down i, I couldn't gasp i was gasping for air i feel like i felt like I was drowning, although I wasn't drowning. So this phobia has progressed for so long and it seems like it doesn't get any better, but it gets worse. And people say to, to control your phobia, to overcome your phobia, you need to do the things that make you afraid. So I tried to go to tall buildings, it didn't work. You know, you know, every country has this tallest building. So I tried to go to the countries that I was, um fortunate enough to travel to so i tried to go to the tall buildings trust me i couldn't i couldn't look down my knees wouldn't move and in china you know they have this glass glass bridge and they have this amazing historical sites and 
apart from historical sites, they have these amazing sites where you can, touristic sites where you can go and they're really tall places, you know, up in the mountains. And I couldn't really go because of my height phobia. So my height phobia really did kind of, pre did really and is preventing me from venturing out, you know, it prevented me from doing a lot of activities actually because I'm a person who is outgoing. I'm a hodophile. I like to travel. I'm a plebophile. I love, I love rainy and sunny days. So when it comes to a phobia, a phobia needs to be taken seriously because it can prevent you and it can change uh, your mindset. Because apart from having a phobia, it gave me this paranoia and anxiety when I want to take something. When I, immediately when I want to do something, I have to think about it, have to play a narrative in my mind and ask myself, is this really going to work? What am I going to encounter? Even when things are not there. So it kind of felt like it was a mental issue. And the problem I had was we talk about it with families and friends and it's only few people who could actually relate and could understand some people be like ah there's nothing like phobias or oh, what are you talking about so it's the culture background and where we grew up that's a problem the mentality around it people don't really understand phobias do exist and it's not like we're trying to perpetuate something or form something which is not there no phobias do exist and there are people who have phobia of heights the people who have phobia of enclosed place like claustrophobic there are people who have phobia of snakes uh insects like uh whatever insects the people who have phobias of spiders i've met my roommate back then had a phobia of spiders i've met uh i had a friend who was claustrophobic so there's so many phobias out there and they're even phobias of going out literally like meeting people outside these phobias do exist and i think it's high time people really acknowledge that phobia is part of life so it's either you you look into it or you get to understand that phobias do exist i kind of forgot the name of phobia going uh, going outside but it is also a phobia and it's i think it's one of the worst phobia to happen because it's a phobia that you can never really have close uh, contact with people outside you can't go to the mall you can't go to school you can't go to any place which is outside because you feel like you're crumbling down you feel like the world is against you you get it. it's this type of paranoia that you have you get it and you can, can hear voices and sometimes well, the minute you go outside it's like you're crumbling down you're shaking i can't really explain it but what was the name of that phobia oh yes yes okay so the name of the phobia i remember now it's agoraphobia and for me i am glad that i don't have this phobia because i i try to watch a movie about it and the things that i saw in that movie was like wow this is really bad and people might say oh it's just a movie but movies do have a way of narrating the whole situation or part of it and agoraphobia for me was was something that made me realize wow there are people who are going through things and we need to take time because people talk about mental issues and other stuff but nobody talks about phobia phobia needs to be important we need to find a way to tackle phobias you know if maybe i was given so much help 
in the beginning i wouldn't really have progressed to a point where now i'm like wow thank god for covid i don't have to travel but i need to travel you get it so that's my phobia and i'm working to conquer it don't know when don't know how but soon and thank you for listening and have a lovely day whatever you are and i'll be back with another episode it's cecilia i'm out